0: one rental at a time and i wanted to come back to you this evening really for two reasons first and foremost i failed this morning i failed to talk about three people who got deals and will have their postcards go out today i want to congratulate david nathan and kenneth your cards are going out if you don't know what this is this is a crazy idea i had at the end of may at the end of may of 2020 that I want to see if one rental at a time can't spark inspire help 500 or help enough help people close 500 deals because it doesn't actually have to be 500 people some of you will do two some of you will do three deals in a year and you will get one of these cards for every deal that you close so again Kenneth. Nathan and David, I'm sorry, I should have announced you this morning on today's Daily Financial News, but your cards will be in the mail momentarily. And then next, as I mentioned in the Daily Financial News this morning, the 10-year note crashing right fell below 1.4, and I think it rested at like one three six. caught me off guard. Uh, I had a conversation with one of our experts this morning, Matt or the Lumberjack Landlord, and I have been responding to and looking up emails because a lot of you sent me uh, articles and actually recommended a couple of YouTube channels. One that I want to give uh, credit to, uh, which seven or eight of you actually recommended. I think it goes by the moniker, The Bond King. Uh, the channel, I believe, is Stephen Van Met- Metris? Metris. I tried. Anyways, I wanted to see what is going on. And I think it's time that we we need to ask ourselves some hard questions, right For me, this started months ago when Jamie Diamond said he had a bunch of cash um, and that's not the first time I have heard that. I have folks in my network that are kind of that direction and you know, when we're thinking about inflation, and I talked about this when Jamie Dimon talked about having $500 billion, and I think we interviewed Greg Dickerson about this, I bet you it was six weeks ago. And it's like, hey, Jamie's no idiot. He'll give up 1%, 2%, 3% of inflation, which is transitory, because what he sees coming well, could be a 20 30 or 40% fall. So Jamie's willing to lose in the short term to pick up the gold, bricks, and diamonds, and platinum later. I think all of us need to realize that, you know what? Our economy might surprise to the downside. You have heard me, you've been following me on this channel. I have been talking about the housing slowdown for three or four weeks. I have been talking about inventory building for four or five months. What today's research really made me think about was all right, Zuber, you're pretty confident about real estate slowing down, but what about everything else? Couldn't everything else slow down? Think about cars for a minute, just for example. New cars have become scarce because of chip shortages. That scarcity has led to a rise in used car prices, very abnormal. I think I shared a report yesterday or the day before where if you had a one-year-old or newer used car it might be more valuable than a new car because the new car doesn't exist it's not around supply and demand so when you think about cars and i have to ask myself could this possibly last six nine twelve months the answer is no car manufacturers are going to figure it out right chips won't be scarce forever right i talked about this morning i think it was japan automakers saying hey it might go till the end of the year maybe q1 But it will end. The scarcity of cars will end. And oh, by the way, just like builders build in real estate, car manufacturers build cars. So while they are soaking up record profits today, who's to say that they don't crank up all the assembly lines early next year and by the summer, so 12 short months from now, they have record inventory and lots are cars for days. These are things I'm thinking about. Think about Peloton. How many of you may have bought a Peloton in the last year because your gyms were closed? How many of those Pelotons are now turning into clothes hangers? These are all things I'm thinking about. There's a lot of things that are in shorter supply than they should be. Even if demand stays flat because there's less supply, it appears that demand is higher. There's pricing power today by the manufacturers, but it won't always be there. So I'm really starting to think about the future, right? What happens if the economy surprises for the downside? Again, to relate my thoughts on real estate to what I see potential in the economy is as such. I've said that housing is going to slow down. Inventory is going to build, price drops, yada, yada, yada. The other thing I have started to say is the 2021 real estate appreciation, the nation will be positive for 2021, probably 7 or 8%, but most of that is already done. Most of the appreciation in 2021 will be in the first half. I think the second half is pretty flat maybe up one, maybe down one, but basically flat. So why can't that be the same in other areas? The one area that I still need to jive with this conversation and based on all of my research, I didn't hear anybody talk about this, is wages. One of those rules or tenants or things that were beaten into me in school when I was getting my econ degree is wages are sticky. As I was a hiring manager, as I was giving raises, you don't go into a conversation and go, I got to whack your pay, you know, two bucks because you're no good, right? There were times where we had to take company-wide pay cuts, but those came back most of the time. So the one thing that I need to reconcile is wage inflation. I think there is a very good chance that the Inflation we are seeing in commodities and whatnot could be transitory, meaning four to six, seven more months. But I don't know about wages. I'm not... Wages... The employee has some power. And if wages do are stickier than some people are thinking, I don't think there's enough... I think there's a lot of people today that are talking about, hey, the U.S. economy is in trouble, you know, recession ahead, you know... The stimulus is wearing off. All could be very true. But if we have wage inflation, that will trickle to other things. So this is, this is very interesting times. That 10-year drop today from whatever it was, 146 to 135 or whatever it was, is pretty interesting. We will see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow, I've been talking about since Sunday, is the Fed meeting minutes. Where are they? Are they sticking to its transitory unemployment's not picking up as fast as we'd like? Um, Or are they getting more hawkish and they're going to pull interest rates forward? It's going to be very interesting to see. um, I'll say it right here. It'll be interesting to see if the 10-year holds below 1.4 tomorrow. Right? We just came off a three-day weekend. Um, You know, the rest of the world was open on Monday, or at least I think all of them were, right? Europe, Asia. We were shut down for the 4th of July holiday. Maybe this was just a catch-up. The other thing we catch up rally, the other thing that uh, Matt and I talked about is you know what with Germany at negative rates, Japan with negative rates, and other countries, maybe they are just moving to the dollar. Maybe they're going to treasuries and they're the you know the monsters because again, 1.3 is better than negative 0.25, negative 0.33. Lots of stuff going on, right? You know, if, you, if you're just watching the talking heads, inflation, 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 I'm not so sure. I think we've got to at least start asking ourselves what happens if we have deflation. It's the wage thing that I can't reconcile just yet. But tomorrow's going to be interesting. I hope you have fun. Again, if you're closing deals and One Rental at a Time is helping you, I would love to send you a card. We got three going out, Nathan, David, and Kenneth. Take care of yourself, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Bye.